guys hello and welcome to 30 minutes off thank you so much for tuning in this is your host shri tuning in did i just say tuning in thank you so much for tuning in this is your host shri jain and i'm back with a banger of an episode um to to give props to the pride month which just passed by if it is june uh, i'm doing a episode entirely based off pride and i have four wonderful people joining me today who all happen to be from the lgbtq community and we're going to discuss all the previous uh, topics we have time for along uh, surrounding the lgbtq community before we jump into the episode i'd just like to say that your host made a stupid blunder while recording and this is me recording an intro of the podcast uh, after days after the recording knowing everything that's happened so that's pretty funny for me thought i'd share it with you it's not that funny for you but let's let's get to the episode all right guys would you like to introduce yourself let's start with jia Hi, I'm Jia. I go by Shiva pronouns, and uh, I skateboard. The most interesting thing about you, um, Tanay. What about you? Hi, I'm Tanay. Um, I identify as bisexual, and my pronouns are he and him. And I love to dance. A great dancer, indeed. Uh, Tista, what about you? I am I'm Tista. I use they, he, and it pronouns. I am a bis. I identify as a bisexual demi boy, and I read a little. Read a little, guys. Um, Tista also writes poetry. She has a poetry account as well, I think. Uh, does she? Yeah. Yeah. So why are you being so humble, guys? Tista does poetry. Do check out her poetry. And Arman, well, also- your turn. Jia, don't be mean like that. Arman, your turn. Okay. Uh, hi everyone. I'm Arman. I'm queer. I go by he/him pronouns, and I really enjoy Dua Lipa's discography. Ah, <laughs> uh, you know, for some reason, um, I never listened. I mean, I didn't actively listen to Dua Lipa until one day I was out at a football pitch with my friends. Uh, only like a couple of months ago, in the lockdown, and someone was playing music on the speaker, and they played Levitating, and it was the first time I heard Levitating actively, like you know, with like focus, and I was like, okay, I I see it. and it's mm. it's been downhill ever since not downhill uphill ever since <laughs> but um yeah guys you guys know me uh, you don't need my introduction this is your host and um moving on to the first question guys this is going to be very quick um why do you think this is important you know doing a podcast about spreading awareness about the topic of lgbtq throwing spotlight on this uh you know giving it some sense of importance why is it important in today's day to spread awareness and knowledge about this Uh, let's start off with Jia. Um, I feel like it's important to uh, spread awareness and stuff like that because there are so many people who are uh, questioning and uh, trying to find a place to belong. So having representation and information out there for everyone is uh, important. Thank you very much. That's a great answer, uh, Tanay. Yeah, I think it's to help. um normalize it not that i'm saying it's not normal but um i think sexuality is never spoken in india at least um and i think it's a place for everyone to figure out who they are and it helps bring a sense of normalcy to it i think i agree with you you know just trying to say that um the sense of belonging like which we would want in terms of just let's like for example 
from the people listening there might be some of you who are exploring there might be some of you who are questioning your identity or there might be some of you who are already a part of the lgbtq community i hope there are and if there are uh this is just you know this is you see these four people on my podcast as your people that is uh, it's a society it's a community that's why they say lgbt community you're almost like this huge family i think we just use the family everywhere now you know this whole school is my family this whole team is my family but it really is it's what what they mean when they say family is just a circle where they they give you a sense of belonging right and um both of you have highlighted that and that's great moving on to our other guests arman what are your what is your answer to this particular question sorry i realized i'm muted um <laughs> i'd say um uh, i'd say that again just to start off um we should acknowledge that we're in a privileged position because first of all we're um gen z so our generation is pretty up to date on these things uh and second of all like socioeconomically we're relatively a lot more privileged than a lot of other people um and that's why there's kind of a misconception that everyone already knows about these topics and we don't have to talk about them anymore but you'd be surprised the number of people who think being gay is a different gender than being straight for example or um just people who don't have the kind of information access that we do which is why i think a podcast like this especially um like on spotify it's free um it's really important to make these conversations more accessible more open um and i think it's important to center queer voices in them as well so yeah i think it's a great idea to do something like this your answer was 100% fantastic but I like to start as you know start off that path and say for a second I hope this was paid you know I hope people would pay for it <laughs> and I hope I can get some revenue out of it but you know cuz on my on my dashboard for the analytics there's always the money part and it says ad revenue and then it says you don't get enough streams yet for you know getting Spotify to give you ads and stuff but that day will come I'll earn money out of this but yeah Tista uh, last but not least what do you think um I think that the first step to getting anything done is knowing what you're doing in the first place because there's the the queer community is such a huge is is so huge there's so many nuances to it that if you want to if you want to i don't know uplift it in societal terms then then there's also has to be a clear understanding of what exactly you're trying to be against which is the issues you would face and what the people are in the first place what their experiences are like that's good i think um a lot of you have highlighted i think a lot of you have highlighted yeah. this and it's great that uh you know watching other people who have gone through this allow makes you feel more comfortable because it's similar to any particular problem right if someone's faced the problem before i'm not saying this is a problem the problem is the example so uh when i'm saying it an example if someone's dealt with a certain problem and uh, because they've gone through it if i'm dealing with something similar it's good for me to know how they tackled it and what what are the mistakes that happened along the way what were the difficulties and even if this isn't a problem it's a similar it's just the path you have to take and there are people who have experienced this path who are being vocal about it and that allows uh, others to you know feel more comfortable along the way and um, with that we'll be moving on to our next question To start off light I just really want to ask you what it's like to be a part of the LGBTQ community how has the experience been for you so far and just the essence of it you know that you are a part of a community which hasn't been so you know flourishing in our country especially so what is it like to be a part of this community and how has it been for you guys so far 
so um, I didn't really have that um, that bad experience, if you will, uh, with my coming out to my family and friends, except my mom, but she's come around. And um, I feel like uh, personally, since I have found uh, the queer community, I have been happier and uh, more just, yeah, it's been great. I even have a significant other now. So, um, so Gia, moving on from your Tanai, what do you think? How's it been for you? And what do you think it's like? Um, I think with the people I actually care about, it's been really good. Um, you know, family um, has been really supportive. Um, friends also have been really supportive. I think the main issues with the apartment I live in, uh, you know, um, I'm not you know, the masculine type. So, uh, you know, I'm called gay almost every day, I guess. Um, and it's, and like, they know that I am, okay? Uh, but they use it as an insult and it just it kind of stings. Um, but I think uh, once I accepted myself, it made me a lot more compassionate because now I know uh, what people go through because it wasn't, a really smooth ride and I think um, it's freed me itself you know that you know now I can put myself into this one thing and um, have a community of people like me and it helps you feel like you belong so yeah is there ever a sense of fear because like when you came out or when you were you know thinking about it was there a sense of fear as to you know judgment and what people would say and like you, you know, like you said you're getting comments passed around by people in your apartment so was there ever a sense of fear while you were discovering yourself i think when i was like maybe nine or ten no no sorry seven or eight um i used to um play with uh typically girl toys like barbies and stuff and you know like everyone used to you know like tell me that you're gay or whatever and I think it scared me to accept it myself because, you know, at that time, everyone used it as an insult. And I think for a while, I definitely was like, no, I can't be that. And if I am, then my life is going to be hell. But now I couldn't give less. Uh, I really couldn't give less shit about what people think. Um, I've had some guy say that um, I, it just came out somewhere that, you know, I was like, yeah, I'm bi. And then he goes, ew. So, um, by mistake, I might have hit him with the ball uh, while playing. Um, just, it, it doesn't matter anymore. I think if the people I love um, accept me, then that's all that matters. Yeah, I agree with Tanya's perspective on um, it's important that the people you love and care about um, also accept you. I also want to acknowledge my privilege here um, because um, I'm cis, so... I can choose whether or not to divulge my sexuality to people, but some people who um, were trans, for example, might not have that kind of privilege uh, of existing covertly. So um, it's been easier for me than probably a lot of other people, but it hasn't been easy, um, especially like within my family, it's taken a bit of explaining and getting used to. Um, But I'm thankful for my friends who are always supportive of me. I'm thankful for the school Um, which let me do like a set of webinars on um, queer topics. Um, 
and yeah i'm i'm happy to be in a place where i'm accepted um, talking solely about like the older generations i mean hearing them talk about anything related to the community is honestly funny to me because because this they say stuff that that they don't know anything about and they and they and they seem so disgusted by it that it's that it's almost like i'm going to do that because you don't like me doing that uh, but uh, i think the generations at least the people i uh, am with now are a lot more supportive if not as educated and a lot of them still have unlearning to do but they're kind of enthusiastic about it all my childhood friends in fact didn't talk to me uh, haven't been talking to me because uh, they think i'm lesbian but but otherwise it's okay but it's it's cool so uh, because of the common misconceptions and the way it's been you know portrayed in society in a negative manner it is it's definitely affected some of most of us in most of you guys i shouldn't say us most of you guys in different ways um and there's a lot of good things that have happened as well you know i'm happy for you guys when you say that family and friends have been supportive but um in the beginning we had a lot of people say you know the talk about figuring yourself out and exploring and there might have been certain instances there might have been ongoing ideologies for yours but uh, how did each of you come to terms with the fact that you were not uh, who you thought you are and you are who you are now so how did you discover yourself and um definitely was it easy was it hard and uh, yeah how did you do it uh, so personally i had been i'd never had a crush on a boy before and then i moved to a girls school all girls school and then i was just uh, i was 13 and you know how it is you i was so confused so um i was it was very uh, new and weird and um <laughs> i don't know how to say it was just it was weird right and then i was um, i felt very out of place then um then i guess i uh, went on to the internet got my representation so so many people talking about it educated myself then eventually i came to terms with it I'm not going to say I didn't have internalized homophobia before uh, but I got over that too and uh, yeah I'm just dealing with it it's not uh, it's not that tough for me anymore but um, I remember back then I was um, really struggling with stuff um since you know you're coming into like so like you said you were in a girls school and it's it kind of sparked there where you kind of had an idea and you went on researched about it learned about it and now you're comfortable with it so has this sense of comfort you know given to you confidence that you know right now you're coming to a new place you're coming to a new school and uh, are you not bothered about any more judgment or concerns or opinions people might have upon finding out that you are not who they might think and you're comfortable with that and you've come to terms with it or is there still a slight sense of you know iffiness in terms of what if they say this how will they perceive me and how am i going to get treated not anymore not after i convinced my mom that it's okay so i don't uh, i don't really um concern myself with that stuff anymore if people think i'm bad let them i know i'm not so and uh, i'm just going to be surrounding myself with people who are uh, accepting of who i am and supportive of it 
that's great and uh, i think that's the right path to go with you know because firstly and first and foremost you your opinion about yourself matters more than what others say and uh, with that I said tanay what about you how was the process and how did you find yourself uh i think it was tough but i think it only gets easier um i had like a eureka moment in like at like 2 in the night and i was like okay this makes so much sense now um and definitely my environment helped me i think my mom was always like if um something's mentioned on tv about the community she would say um just so i remind you it's fine if you guys are from this you can always tell me so i think in my household it was very normal and um my parents really helped normalize it in my head at least um so you know i wasn't that stressed about telling people and i'm someone who after a certain point really switched off about what people think i think um i really don't care anymore because my childhood wasn't that great with the judgments and stuff so i think emotionally i switched off from that um judgment so i think it got easier uh, when i had to accept myself so i think i would say i had a pretty smooth coming out now uh, going a little bit off topic here tanay and i used to go to the same school and i remember meeting tanay's mom once after school and he came and told us that's my sister and we all just believed it and that's how cool tanay oh, was yeah. <laughs> and i can watch for that so i'm happy to know that your family was super supportive of it and they've made the process so much easier for you that's great uh, moving on arman uh, talk about your experience and how it was for you um i think for a lot of people to some extent you always know or you always have some kind of idea that um you identify differently from other people you have different feelings towards different people than others might have um so i think for me like subliminally i always kind of knew mm-hmm. the only difference was um and i i had accepted it within myself pretty early as well the only big step was telling my parents um which i found really important to do early because um like for me the choice was between telling them and like always living in secrecy so i thought it would be best to, to tell them straight away um my mom was great my dad took a while to warm up to it but now he's fine as well um so yeah i think i I've, i've been lucky enough to be accepted by my parents um but yeah like figuring yourself out is a bit of a journey and telling others is the hardest part of it uh, in my opinion at least yeah i think uh, you know emphasizing on the telling others aspect of it um even this others can jump into this as well but is it usually hard at school because you know some people just judge you and uh, like like jia said about how she's not bothered about the opinions anymore in the coming out stages in the new stages when you've told maybe a few of your friends and you're you know developing that persona within your school reputation or whatever is it really hard in that public uh, atmosphere because here you're within your family and uh, you, you know you live with them there's a lot that the relationship is really really close and over time they've been, become accepting of it and like you said it's harder to tell other people so how was it like to you know um make it comfortable or make yourself feel comfortable in school or were you just never bothered it, about it from the start um uh for me telling my friends that i'm queer was very easy cuz um I, i feel like 
talking to your peers about it is easier than talking to somebody who's older than you because somebody who's older than you they already have opinions about it and they're not willing to listen to uh, some like children they right? like if they're not open minded they just don't and uh, telling my friends was actually the first part of figuring myself out because if i had uh, if, if my friends knew about it they would help me with the you know figuring stuff out they would tell me that oh so this is something that you could be or uh, i looked it up and i think it's okay and that was really great so coming out to my friends is very easy very easy i think i i think i understand what you're trying to say there and i mean i um from when i asked the question i was like oh wait this doesn't really make sense because if i have had to be in that position hypothetically i think i would also be very comfortable telling my friends first because they're growing up in the same generation as you they've they're surrounded by you know similar outputs for this particular topic and even if they're not accepting they're a lot easier to open up to about this uh before we go deeper into that conversation tista's left and tista how was the process of exploring yourself and figuring it out for you honestly after i searched up like girls kissing on my mom's youtube at like 8 there was no turning back from it <laughs> um i i mean i kind of had that from like a very young age but i never thought much of it like it wasn't really a big deal until i was like 11 maybe 12 and i was like wait this is a big deal and then i sort of I, yeah i looked up some stuff and i asked like my friends like do you know what's happening to me and and then slowly i mean even now the labels i use for myself aren't really like set in stone it's, it's kind of really fluid for me so i wouldn't say i figured myself out per se yeah no that makes sense so it's like an ongoing process you're always like you know people say like you know learning never stops you're probably simultaneously learning and exploring yourself more and uh i i completely understand that now uh, touching upon the fact that you know how you said about how it might actually be something serious and uh, when it comes to movies i'm going at this because you know forms of entertainment movies tv shows are biggest inputs and outputs for cultures in young ages or even for you know young adults uh the the oldest i can remember where they actually concentrated and tried to you know romanticize the idea of being okay with L- the lgbt community is love simon i think that's the first one i watched but um this is an idea theory i came up with and uh, let me know if you agree or disagree with it um is that you know how love simon in a few other movies or shows where there is a gay couple or where there is a you know a couple who belong to the lgbtq community they tend to show a lot of they throw a lot of importance to that relationship they give a lot of details about it they show a lot of the coming out and this and that and while i think that's important especially like we were speaking about earlier you know giving that sense of belonging giving that sense of it happens with everyone and it's okay uh, compared to how to make it normalized in society they need to stop giving it that special importance and treat it like any other exactly. relationship so how do you think so do you think that um it's been enough that you've you know you're throwing too much spotlight on it just to make it important or now is it time to you know just treat it like any other relationship like For example, uh, a friend of mine forced me to start watching Elite uh, or Elite, how we Elite, I think. So there is a gay couple in that, and they uh, there's a lot they show about the problems of the gay couple and how they can't tell and this and that. And 
while that might be the premise of the show, even in general statuses, why can't we just, you know, treat it like any other couple? A few shows, I'm not degrading the shows, the shows are great, the storylines are great, but um, with the coming age, with more directors, producers, scriptwriters coming in, do you think it's important to treat uh, LGBTQ relationships as just any other relationship? Or do you still think we need to throw importance to it so we can raise awareness? Um, Gia, you want to start us off? Yeah, absolutely. I agree with you. Uh, I want to see, like, it's an entertainment uh, thing, right? It's, I'm supposed to be enjoying it. Uh, if I, uh, like, there are other ways to throw light on our struggles and stuff like that. But I'm, if I'm watching something, I want to be enjoying it. I don't want to feel uh, some sort of sympathy or, I mean, sure, that's all all right. But it's just another relationship. There's just two people. Um, you know, in love or just in a relationship, you don't have to, like, not all of them uh, go through the same struggles. they just living, right? You don't have to always say that uh, they're bad, like, they're uh, facing this, they're facing that, this is the struggle, uh, that's that, this is that. You know, I'm just, I don't really enjoy uh, queer media <laughs> because, I I because of you. all this. Yeah. Uh, Tanay, what are your opinions on this? I have so much to say about this. Um, either what happens is they, they only talk about the bad things or what happens is the couple is a token just to be uh, inclusive or whatever that means. Exactly. Right, yeah. Right. So, um, you know, like token, now that everyone's like saying, okay, we need normal relationships, it's not always uh war all the time then tokenism happens uh so you know like it's gonna be a long time until we see good uh representation because um i think movies like love simon and um elite or even call me by any you know like they all talk about how it's a struggle to be together but i think it's important to um, show those stories, but you can also show stories where the um, couple lives a happy life or like exactly. where there's like no struggle. It, they're a normal couple, you know, because what happens is I don't get the idea of putting it under the LGBTQI plus movies. You know, it's a normal relationship. There's, exactly. I mean, I understand if it's a documentary or like a, um, it's like a proper uh, interviews or whatever, then you can put it under that category. But if it's a normal relationship, which just happens to be a, a queer couple, then there's really no point in giving it that whole tone. So, yeah. Yeah, I was just saying that there's a lot of stereotyping as well. Uh, like, not all, and <laughs> I agree, not all, uh, you know, people who, not all men who are gay or all male identifying people who are gay act that way, right? There are many types of people. You don't have to have that one gay character just for like broad development. And then there's queer baiting. Don't get me started on queer baiting. Oh my God. <laughs> no, I, I totally agree with you on queer baiting. It's like one of my biggest pet peeves in like any form of media. But um, to get back to the question about how um, gay relationships or characters should be treated in media, um, 
I think it's a bit impractical to act like homophobia doesn't exist, but also if the entire plot is just um, they're facing so much homophobia, oh, they're so cute, they're, they're still together despite homophobia, oh, look at them. It's a bit um, patronizing, in my opinion. I find it a bit um, demeaning. And I think we've gotten to the point as a community where we can have stories centering around queer couples that aren't just about homophobia or that aren't even about homophobia at all. I think there's a lot of other interesting nuances to be explored, like gender identity, um, religious conflicts, racial conflicts, so many like amazing, wonderful intersectional things that we could be exploring, but instead we're kind of stuck on this one um, aspect that is prevalent and is important, but is just one of many. This is more adding on to what everybody's saying, since I agree, but also like, you know, when queer kids or even just like teenagers, queer teenagers, see this, watch all of this about homophobia and, and, and you know, assault you would face as a queer person, it, it's so damaging to them. Because like, is this really what's going to happen to me all my life? It feels the sort of desolation of inside you, I think. But I also, I also agree that there has to be some sort of middle ground to the to the representation or, what, or to what you uh, represent in queer media um specifically which transcends beyond just homophobia yeah um i more or less agree with all of you i'm sure like the way i perceive it might be similar but the way you guys you know emotionally take it in or emotionally react to it is very different since uh, there's a lot more relationable relatable aspects of it and there's a lot more this is not how life actually is kind of moments but um like you said, you know, I think when Tanay spoke about making the show inclusive, a lot of the shows just to, you know, go up in charts and do good in numbers and do good in their streaming values, just for the sake of it is what I'm going to say. Is they add like, you know, a queer couple or something related to the LGBTQ community. And um, I'm not saying this is right or wrong, because at the end of the day, they do add this inclusive aspect to it. It does add to the belonging aspect to it. But for sure, I think the last... 20 shows or movies I've seen easily I've seen all of them have uh, you know only one and there's not multiple there's just one couple which are of the LGBTQ community and for some reason this is a norm that you can watch a show and there's only one couple from the LGBTQ community allowed to be there and then you know they're doing it just for the sake of making it inclusive and the shows I might love the shows they might do great but the moment you see that okay they're adding one and they're putting the entire world's focus on them is because they want to just do good as a show and not actually add to the culture to society which might change over time when you bring in multiple of them with you know within a lot of straight couples as well within people who are not in relationships and people who are also discovering you know let there be an overlap let there be equality in terms of treating them equally like you'd show like um there's a straight couple the uh, the parts of the straight couple that you show in a show show in a tv show are very different from the aspects of the relationship you show for a queer couple, which needs to change. You know, treat them equally. If you want to show struggles of a queer couple, sometimes show struggles of the straight couple. And like Arman said, there are a lot more conflicts and issues around the world that need to be highlighted. And along with that, uh, since I don't happen to be of the LGBT community, uh, I might be speaking from the rest of us who are different from all of you. Uh, and not different in the sense of a personality but uh, in identity and that's when I want to say what are some things we 
uh, we as in me and the rest of the people who aren't from the LGBT community do wrong knowingly or unknowingly that really needs to change you know we as a society few things that we need to fix that happens on a general you know basis like there's definitely a few like Tana said earlier using quote unquote gay as an insult you know using gay as an insult uh, um, you know generalizing attributes like male attributes to if you do this you're gay uh, like for example Tana I know you dance and you're a fabulous dancer I've seen all of your dancing reels and everything now I'm sure you get a lot of judgment passed around that oh he dances so he's not a masculine type right and uh, I mean I used to dance sometimes uh, and I performed in TISB once or twice on stage for an assembly and I could I think I'm one of the three four guys in my grade full of how many other guys are there who has performed on stage and I've been called gay many times for that for some reason yesterday I was in my archive and I've scrolled all the way down to my posts just to see what's going on just for fun I was bored and I'm going to the comments and I've seen so many people say gay just for fun I know they're doing it out of a joke but these are certain things that you know they might do it out of uh, you know in light-hearted spirits but there's that and there are several other things which we are doing quote we're doing wrong you know which aren't acceptable knowingly or unknowingly so if all of you could throw a light on a few of those and what you think needs to change so um, we also bring that out and all the listeners can you know incorporate that and understand that if you're doing it own up to it and if you don't own up to it at least change you know bring about that change and help bring about that change correct that so starting off with Gia sometimes you just don't have to acknowledge the fact that I am different than you guys like um, in, if I'm hanging out with you you don't have to always bring it up it's okay right I, if, I'm not talking about your sexuality all the time if I don't want to know all the uh uh, I don't know, social problems your type is facing. You don't have to always talk about mine. You know, I just, that's, that's so it. Not, I just just not giving you that sense of outcasting when you're in a group just because you identify differently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, right. Exactly. Uh, Tanay, what about you? I think it all roots from ignorance. I think um, I'm, uh, I identify as him and I'm cisgender, but I've, I have friends who aren't. And, you know, they tell me how um, many people are oblivious to the pronouns they prefer to use. And if you they correct them, because sometimes it's an honest mistake, they just say, oh, yeah, this thing is too confusing. Um, I don't want to do all that. I think that's just ignorance. And uh, just the glorification of it, um, you know, if I'm down, and I think it's somewhat related to what Gia said, that if I'm down and something happens, uh, or like someone says something sexist or something, they'd be like, um, why aren't you saying anything about it? You know, I'm, I might say something about it, but someone else can also say it because just because I'm queer doesn't mean I'm a uh, like activist or something, you know? I, I'm proud of who I am, but I'm not an activist. So you guys can also stand up for that person. So the yeah, glorification, exactly. yeah, so that glorification, I don't get it. I think yeah. uh, touching so, uh, on to the activist aspect of it, we need to voice, like, I know, I noticed this, and I think uh, a few episodes ago, uh, we were talking about body positivity and uh, the eating disorders, and a few of my friends spoke about it. What needs to be brought about is, when you're in a group setting, right, and someone makes a comment, you're all worried that you won't, you'll ruin the vibe, and you can't correct them, and, you know, you're included in the group, you don't want to change your personality. 
but i think over time you need to stop that like if you they say for example your friend uses gay as an insult in the moment you let it go cuz everyone's having fun everyone's laughing about it but if they are laughing about it i think it's important to take a stand there and say why are you laughing about it and that's not something to joke about so uh yeah gia you going to say something that go ahead yeah i was just saying that uh, if somebody makes a uh you know like a homophobic comment or something i feel like uh, it has more impact on that uh, person who made the comment if somebody who's not queer stands up for the queer people like uh, for the queer person who's been made comment to like suppose um, somebody said uh, hey that's like that's so gay right and uh, he's hanging out that person is hanging out with another person so and that person is a straight person right so that person can tell this guy ki no you're you're wrong like that's not right instead of the queer person saying that's not right i feel so like it uh, doesn't have to be that you need to be from the lgbt community to stand up for yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. others need to do yeah. right i agree yeah. uh that's perfectly i mean obviously that's correct that's great a point that's a great point um arman what about you what are the few things that you think are definitely wrong and need to change in society um I think this kind of tangential but um you know about pink washing and rainbow washing during pride month right yeah yeah i'm i i personally find that to be a huge issue and not just like corporate entities doing things like that like my friends will message me like happy pride month they'll post a cute little infographics on their stories and then july 1st khatam like no more communication about the community no more asking me like my experiences no more relaying other people's experiences and i think um obviously june is a great month to celebrate some of the achievements of our ancestors and the amazing things that have been done but i don't think june is the only month for that um i think the efforts should continue throughout the year and i wouldn't consider you an ally if you only i mean you can do a lot of amazing things in june but if that's where it ends and i wouldn't consider you to be a full-fledged ally I think I'm going to take advantage of this. Actually this Pride Month episode got delayed, but I'm going to take advantage that I'm launching it in July now and I'm going to say guys, it doesn't end in June, guys. It's July, August, September, October, November, December throughout the year, okay? Um I think what Arman has said, which is perfectly like that's a great point. I didn't think of that. I mean, I did know about it, but I didn't think of it at the top of my head. It's just that we're dedicating a month to celebrate it doesn't mean the awareness aspect and the knowledge aspect and the supporting aspect stops there the you know when uh, for example when oh yeah this is a bad example but it's good. so 15th august is independence day we celebrate independence on 15th august the rest of the 364 days you're still independent guys you're not under some british rule for the rest of the 364 days you're just celebrating it on that one day when people from the community yeah thank you i know i'm amazing right but <laughs> people from the community um celebrated in that month and not only from the community everyone celebrates it in that month it's just to celebrate the fact that it's okay to be who you are and you're accepting in society but accepting them doesn't stop you don't have to wish them every month but you still need to be vocal about it and supportive about it because i knew a few of my friends um i don't want to say like few people i know said um you can't make this comment it's pride month so are you going to make this comment outside pride month like that's not what you're trying to do here right so uh, i'm on great point there or uh, last but not least these stars there anything else you'd like to add to you know what you face or what people do wrong in society yes 
so going to only touch upon like a very low the very loaded topic of fetishizing i remember when my friend told this senior friend of hers that she and i were dating and and she goes so who tops or who doms or something like that first of all why is that the first thing that comes to your mind when you think of i don't know two girls being together also secondly we are 15 please stop and also also i've been misgendered by people who are also a part of the queer community and and there and also allies and there's the same people who police other people to put their pronouns in their bio no this is why you should put pronouns in their bio and yeah that's cool if you're cis you have it figured out yeah you put your pronouns in your bio but i think policing everybody to do that kind of is is stupid and it's harmful because every, people especially trans people have reasons for not doing so they can be not out they can be just worried about transphobia there's so much um i think you brought about a great uh, question which allows me to move into my next segment really smoothly is that uh, i think i'm not trying to defend or attack anyone here it's just a matter of perspective to broad, bring about conversation and is that and this is what i've noticed in certain places is that we allow certain people from the lgbtq community to get away with comments they make and they use being from the community as an excuse like they say something and they're like oh i can say that i'm from the community or or you know you can't say that to me but i can say this and till it, to certain topics that is okay because it is insulting in one way and it isn't in the other but do you think that few people um misuse this or tada and then they say oh we struggle so much of course we can make this comment or we are we can say this just because we come under that particular bracket and um why do you do you think you know and similarly when it comes to pronouns right it's not only the people from the community who need to put pronouns a lot of me and my friends who aren't from the community have our pronouns in our bios and like tisa said it's not about forcing people to put it it's uh, it's a choice it's not a norm it's not it's not a legal law or whatever that you need to do it out there so it's something of preference and it's almost like a sense of identity right you don't force not everyone puts their name in their bio i've seen people who don't so while your name is something more dear to you than your pronouns uh this is just an analogy i brought up but yeah so uh, when it comes to you know allowance and letting people who are from the community slide so where does the line come up where there's a sense of respect that needs to be equal doesn't matter which community you're from and either way like an lgbtq community person can't be insulting someone who's straight because they have faced struggles even though the straight person probably didn't say anything to them so when it comes to you know just getting a balance on and it's not an as- it's not a thing about power it's a thing about you know just creating that knowledge and you know i i think you know what i mean i'm not able to phrase my question further but yeah gia do you want to start us off yeah i agree with you so totally because uh respect goes both ways right you can't just uh um expect them to not uh, make homophobic comments or something while you're making them yourself so i feel like that you know you just can't yeah stop it no that's fair i don't think there's like a lot of uh explanation that goes into it but it's just that if it's happening exactly. it needs to stop uh arman what about yeah, exactly. you what do you think Yeah, um I do agree with what Jia said and I'll, I'll also add that people forget that there's so much nuance within the community. Um for example, it's very possible that there's a biphobic gay person, a transphobic 
queer person, um, um, a homophobic trans person, so on and so forth. Um, so just finding out that someone's a member of the community doesn't automatically A, make them universally tolerant, or B, make it okay for them to make any kinds of remarks disparaging anyone in or outside the community. Um, so yeah, I would say like some queer people feel like they have the right to like make comments like that even in a joking manner. Um, but personally, I find it extremely disparaging and disrespectful when something like that happens. I think it's just a great deal of hypocrisy when it comes up there, right? Like, I get it. It is harder to be someone from the LGBT community. But using that as an excuse to be mean or make negative yeah. comments to someone from yeah. the other community is not okay. Uh, and uh, Tista and Tana, do you have anything to add on to this or your opinions on this? Uh, yeah, like, you know, there's like mask for mask gay men. If right. I don't know if you know about that. They, and they treat effeminate men as something. I mean, there's rampant transphobia and biplasphobia in the community. It's crazy how much, how much of it there is. And, you know, uh, a lot of, I mean, not a lot, but I've seen queer people who take their license as being a person who struggled through something to be racist or just generally and you know like cis gay white men it's not that it's not that they're like they're like at the pretty much at you know the top of it so while also like you can't like say something like i'm going to be i'm going to say joke that i have like heterophobia or something and you and you're going to let a head person get away with making a homophobic remark like like, I mean, it's op- like it's heterophobia. It's not doing anything. And I'm obviously joking about it. When you are being ho- making a homophobic remark to me, you're calling me a slur. It goes way beyond just like a personal joke. It's also something, you know. Yeah. No, I definitely agree with that. Now, moving on to the next uh, segment, which is going to be our last seg- question slash topic for the LGBTQ side of it. And then we're gonna go to this trademark question my podcast has. But yeah, so moving on to the last question, uh, let's end on a happy note. What to each of you is a good thing or what do you like about being from the community? So, you know, something you cherish, something you um, are, de- are very grateful for and what it has given to you and just the positives of uh, happening to be from the LGBTQ community. Um, Gia, why don't you start us off? It's gonna sound very it's just sound very cheesy, but I'm just grateful for Tisa. Like if Aww. I wasn't, uh, <laughs> if I wasn't out or you know uh, part of the community, I wouldn't have found her. Even though we were in the same school, but not the way I have her right now. I'm, I'm so sorry. Have them right now. So uh, <laughs> I'll just cut you off there. I mean, and I'd ask you something. You guys were you guys together while you were at school as well? Uh, we got together in November of 2020. Yeah. But just wherever you were, yeah, and uh, was we, it easy being a couple was, from the community? The way people treated you it, and the way you got spoken about? Yeah, I'll, I'll, tell, you, I'll tell you all about it. So, uh, we were back home in November, and we, we only met each other in uh, February when school reopened. So, um, because of the lockdown, we couldn't meet each other and stuff like that. So, uh, when we were in school, I personally didn't feel any kind of uh, negativity from anyone because uh, I'd been out for like the longest time 
if I'm <laughs> to be honest. And uh, nobody really uh, said anything to us. Like it was not bad per se. And I thoroughly enjoyed myself. I loved that one month that I had. But then we had to come back home. So it was all again had to adjust whatever. But um, yeah, school was great. I loved it. So, um, Tista, as you happen to be the person she's talking about, do you want to go next and talk about what you cherish uh, about being from the community and what 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 are the positives of being from the community? Uh, since Gia stole my line, so um, you know the queer community, the word queer itself is something that's strange or weird or not normal. Like it's more than just an identity. It is social defiance i think so just and i mean obviously we're not going to let just that govern our identity you know but i i i kind of like the sound of that i agree and i think that's a great perspective you brought into you know being from the community uh iman why don't you go next and tell us the positives and the happy things about being from the community and what you cherish yeah, so I feel obviously um, it's not been an easy journey, but I feel extremely honored and I'm proud to be like a queer person. And that's mostly um, because of like, first of all, the history, there's such a rich, beautiful history of um, queer people, not only because people talk about Stonewall and people talk about like Western um, notions and advancements in queerness, but India has such a beautiful, rich history of like trans people, queer people, um, gender fluid people. And it's just so wonderful to be like a part of that um, history. And then also being a queer person, I feel like um, I'm better able to empathize with people and like form connections with them because um, obviously I've not gone through every struggle in the world, um, but I've gone through a struggle and I know what it feels like to um, have a difficult time mentally and emotionally. Um, and so I feel like I can better empathize with people for that reason. I think you've given a lot more perspective to people who might be listening as well. And thank you for that. Uh, Tanay, last but not least, uh, what do you love about being for the community and what it's, what it's given to you? Um, I think it's given me a place where um, it gives me a sense of normalcy, you know, that a community uh, where like so many people are representing the same community I'm a part of. and. I think it's made me a better person. I don't know if other people will agree, but uh, it's just made me more compassionate, um, more emotionally, um, you know, uh, emotionally touched with uh, different people's struggles. It's made me realize the number of people who had to struggle just so that I could live a more normal life, so that I could feel a lot more normal in this society. And I think um, it's really given me perspective of life. I think all of those points are great. And I'm glad that there's always a positive output to end up on for this particular topic. Uh, last but not least, guys, this, I think I've said last but not least like 15 times today. But um, <laughs> this is the very ultimate question for this podcast. And I ask this to every guest of mine. It, I just did it for fun in the first one and I made it a trademark. Uh, yeah. But... So the question is, if you got to be someone, this is going to be, you know, just go with whoever comes to the top of your head. But if you had to be someone for 24 hours, who would it be? Dead or alive? Anyone you could be for 24 hours, who would it be? Does this have to be someone 
who's like a part of the community or just anyone. Like anyone in the world. I think for you we should put Britney Spears is not an option, and then you can do anyone. <laughs> so I think I just like her songs, and I think because I've used that term so many times, it's become like a trademark. Uh, but I think for me it's gonna be um, Blair Waldorf. I don't mm. know how many people know that she's the she's the actual main character of Gossip Girl. Uh, <laughs> so true. And she's I think. The, she gives me the motivation to be a badass because you know she is unapologetically awesome you know she knows people don't like her because they can't be her and i think that's like some any time someone bitches about me or like says something bad about me i'm like you're just doing that because you can't be me it really gives me motivation in life so yeah. <laughs> lovely answer tana and as wonderful as the answer was i think the reasoning you gave was very important for me because people might shoot me for this but i haven't watched gossip girl yet yet i'll i'll start watching it today but uh, uh yeah others if any if you have an answer this is going to be a little heavy but i want to um see the radhra modi so that i can fix what he's doing wrong i mean it's easy oh my God, no, stop. no one second no one second listen to me listen to me listen to me no it's not that i idolize him or some shit right it's just that he's in that position where i want to be and not that this is my life goal i just i'm just sitting you'd like to be the prime minister uh, for a day yeah 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 just one day what can i do wait cut it out i'll think of something else okay that was an incredible answer to you It was actually it blew my mind. Should I leave it? Should I leave it? Yeah, it was incredible. It rocked my world. Thank you for that. Okay, um, I will add. We also. I'm just gonna say I don't want to be Britney like at all. Like based on the things that she's suffering through right now, I do not want to be Britney. Well, <laughs> oh, right, I did I see Britney, something. Like, I just don't know the depths of it, but yeah. Just put it. Yeah. Uh, disclaimer: hashtag free Britney, guys. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Sure. I want to uh, be Britney like Armania. after she gets a conservative ship. like ended and she's a hot girl someone anyway um i think out of all the people in the world um i want to be princess diana cuz she's like she was super rich and uh, universally adored and um she was dating a doctor it's always good um <laughs> and she was really pretty this is I think extremely deep i'm going to put emphasis on the how the first thing you said was because she's rich Yes, <laughs> uh, we all love that, and I think it was a birthday yesterday, right? Was it a birthday yesterday? I think it was a birthday yesterday. Happy birthday, Princess Diana! Yeah, if um, you're listening, Princess Diana, I'm a huge. Is it a birthday? Yesterday, <laughs> but oh. yesterday in terms of recording, people listening it's like three days before. But yeah, Tista. This is going to sound kind of stupid because everybody else was so deep. But if it's not somebody on my gender and we Pinterest board, then I don't want to be a person. Like, <laughs> I don't want to be like a raw. I fascinate people who stand there, you know, who live by their Pinterest boards. Like I got Pinterest, and I do like I have some fun stuff on there. But I've seen a few people's Pinterest boards which are like proper effort has gone into it, and they've made it with like you know I don't even know. It's just great, like how much <laughs> work you put into it. I think once you enter the Pinterest life, you can't get out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I agree. So true. Uh, as for me, if I had to be someone, sure, 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 sure. Yeah, 
Do you have a better answer? No, I don't have a better answer. I was just going to ask you to guess my uh, most recent interest board. I have no idea. Is it some aesthetic? Come or on, guess, guess. Skateboarding. Come on, skateboarding. <laughs> skateboarding. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, if I had to be someone for a day, I'd be... I never have an answer for this. Because, see, the thing is, I get to give an answer every episode. And every episode, I come so up with some bad answer. Who are you feeling answer. today? Who am I feeling today? Who am I feeling like yeah. today? For some reason, I feel like James Charles, you know, because he came back yesterday. He's on the peak right now. Like, so he came back, came back from cancellation. And also, I love his skin. <laughs> All my friends listening, rag me about this. I don't care. I love James Charles' skin. It looks so good. And he has, like, good hair. Like, his fade is very neat. But apart from he that, has good yeah. So I, I wouldn't. Think not this. I think if I'm if I'm if I'm him for a day, uh, I'd let him live a day without makeup because I don't know how to do makeup and I won't be able to do it. So, but I'll 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 enjoy the money. I'll enjoy the house. I'll enjoy the twenty-seven million sub YouTube channel. And the uh, pieces again. No, he's back now. Don't say that. But yeah, that's my answer for the day. Um. With that, we come to the end. Oh, wait, is there anything else you guys want to say? I have a lot of questions with the mic and the the damper. Yeah, the guys. Sh- okay, that's oh, nice. it. Stop. If you yeah. so nice. <laughs> so but um, so yeah, guys, the, the people listening and putting in effort, I got a mic for you guys and everything. Okay, but yeah, with that, we come to an end of the episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. In the description will be all of the ads. In case you don't want it, I wait. won't put it. But uh, they'll be linked. There's gonna be a bunch of inf- yes, yes, yes. Continue. Yeah, uh, I want to be Aaron Cairo for the day. Aaron Cairo is this really great skateboarder, and he can That's do everything. And I want to do everything. So I want to follow your dreams. Yeah, keep going. Gia complains about her bruises on a daily basis to me. But yes, um, guys, it's so bad. It's um other people on this uh, their instagrams will be linked in the bio and the sorry in the description you know i think it was my dream every time i watched a youtube video the favorite part of the youtube video was guys link in description you know use the mm-hmm. link in description <laughs> I, I feel so every time like, i see that almost every i see that every other episode oh guys you can't like comment subscribe don't for, forget to follow the podcast on spotify and all of that but yeah you need to do it faster now that, but the thing is, on Spotify, you can only just follow the podcast. There's nothing else you can do. Share, share. Yeah, but yeah, yeah guys, sorry. don't forget to share. Tell your friends about it. Um, let me know if you have any feedback. I hope you enjoyed the episode. But yeah, thank you so much, Gia, Tisa, Tana, and Arman for joining me today and joining 30 Minutes Off, which is soon to be a very esteemed podcast. I'm sure I'm, I'm, dreaming, I'm manifesting it. <gasps> Hello, hello, hello. This is Shrey interrupting Shrey from the day of editing, from the night of editing, actually. Uh, only interrupted this uh, wonderful outro to say that don't forget to check out the description. More than the uh, guests' uh, Instagram Instagram usernames, you'll find various resources and links which direct you to websites, articles that um, teach you more, educate you more, make you more aware about the community and the different be- um, different aspects of it. Added to that, if you want to learn more about queer, uh, the queer community, the pronouns and the various different kinds, you can go onto an Instagram uh, account called Phase Q&A, which is F-A-E-S-Q-N-A, which will also be in the bio. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you had a great time listening. I hope you're having a great day and I hope you're staying safe. Uh, I'll be back with a really huge episode next week. You know, this might be a teaser.
the next episode is going to be a big one and uh, until then take care see you soon and uh, that's me guys goodbye